0: Hello, so I just finished filming my episode with Corey, it is an amazing one, he brings so much value, he is a luxury uh, builder in Calgary, he has properties that he's built worth like 5 million dollars, even even more, talking to him and having a conversation with him was so valuable, not only for what you guys are going to learn and hear about, but for me as well, it's always a great reminder. Um, He's one of my favorite people in the world. Honestly, he's a great guy And if you are looking to have a builder with you, this is someone that you're gonna want by your side Um, This is also a reminder. It's been so hot lately, which I hope everyone is enjoying the warm weather Calgary, I don't think I've ever Experienced a warmer um, Consistent like three weeks in my life. It's been like 30 degrees and more like for three weeks straight. But keep your dogs out of the car with this weather. Um, it is very unsafe to do so and like if anything happened to any dog, like I'm sure any owner would be so upset. I mean the dogs, dogs are the one people in life that like will love you so unconditionally, no matter what you do in, in your day-to-day. Like they're just always there to welcome you back home with a warm warm little lick and like (laughs) loving. also so the price of gas starting to go down again um i'm sure a lot of people are happy about that i saw someone post on their instagram story the other day that it was like a dollar 44 what um i think the average right now is like 169 is on the internet but yeah anyways i hope you guys enjoy the podcast and reach out to me for anything Hello, hello. Today we are here with Corey from Morecore Homes, and he is one of the best builders in the city, has really built up his reputation over the years, Um, does custom development for luxury houses, he has personal rental properties of his own, and he is going to tell us a bit about the process it took in order for him to get to where he is, um, lessons that he's learned, that kind of thing. So Corey, do you want to start with Morecore Homes, how long have you been a business? Um...
1: Uh, Morecore Homes was incorporated in uh, 2011, so we are 11 years old now. I would say we've built about 60 homes since 2011. We started in a little neighbourhood called Bowness because the price of land was cheap and we weren't exactly sure whether we were going to be able to make it work or not. Um, There was myself and uh, a business partner at the time, and uh, we bought a piece of land, and uh, decided to build a a duplex, uh, an infill, and we did okay on that one. So we bought another piece of land the next year, and did okay on that one, and kept going. Um, When we started, we uh, took the business model from the uh, the Builder of the Year, I won't say who they were, for the previous three years, I believe, and we took their model and uh, we did two levels higher. We thought if they, uh, they were at a certain level winning awards, we could do a little bit better and uh, have, a, have a little bit superior product. So what did
0: you do before you started Morcor and how did you decide, I want to switch over to Doom build?
1: Uh, my kids I was working up in uh, northern Alberta on one of the um, oil and gas uh, um, Horizon um, Open pit mining site for CNRL. I was there for almost three years and I was away from home 21 days and then Home seven days or some days away for 27 days and I was missing a lot of my kids stuff So I was approached by my partner at the time and he needed a project manager and somebody that uh, knew how to manage construction and uh, organize building homes, uh, which i had never done before. I had just managed uh, eighty-five people on a uh, on a uh, oil and gas site, but I thought I, if I could manage people, I could manage trades. Um, I had an excavating company previous to that, so I kind of knew some of the processes on how to build a home.
0: How did you find your first client and how did you get them to trust you with building a home for them?
1: Well, our first client a client was us. We did a spec home. So we built a spec home and we did not sell it until we were finished. Uh, our first clients were actually, um, one was an Olympian, uh, Helen Upperton, and then her sister, um, Jenny, bought the other side. So... As far as I know, no complaints, no problems, and once we sold that one, um, then we built another spec. Um, We did not pre-sell any of our stuff because we found that it was easier to get it built and then sell about a month before turnover. And the market was kind of up and then down and up and down from 2011, and we just kind of plugged away, hoping that one year we would get to a year like this year
0: so how did what was the process that you took in order to pull the numbers when you were first starting in order to know that this was going to be a profitable opportunity and you felt secure leaving your your job prior to this like did you whip out the excel we started with excel (laughs) so
1: i took construction management in college and computers and excel spreadsheets no problem but We had no idea whether we were going to make money or not. Until we bought the land, dug the hole, put the electricity in, put the HVAC in. We were learning as we had budget numbers, but because we had never done it before, you have no idea how much money you're going to make. And a lot of people think, oh, I can build a house and I'll be rich. No. Building one house a year doesn't pay the bills. Unless you get really lucky.
0: Do you suggest if someone's interested in starting, tearing down houses and building new ones, um, they start with a partner for their first couple or how, is there any website that you recommend to pull um, numbers like for everything, like down to cabinets, to flooring, to like all of those expenses that you wouldn't think of when you're just.
1: So one thing builders do is they hold their numbers pretty close to their chest. They do not discuss them with other builders, and when you call around, if you're not a builder, the numbers you get from your plumbing or your cabinets or your will be a little bit inflated, depending on if you're only gonna build one house, they will be up here. If you're gonna build 10 houses and you can work your way down, that's where you start making a little bit more profit by doing two a year, or even if you're doing one every year, year after year. If it's a one-off and you're gonna live in it yourself, and sell it and not have to pay capital gains, you can do okay. But then you have to move every year.
0: So your company, where you are today, what is some advice, if you could go back to yourself when you were just starting, what would you tell yourself to do differently?
1: Um, well, the, one of the biggest things is finding good traits. Um, we, when we started 10 years ago, there's some trades that we don't use anymore. We don't talk to anymore, and there's some that we still use from day one. So you learn who's good at what they do, who knows what they're doing, and charges a fee that is where you can make profit. Um, yeah.
0: Where do you think you can find knowledgeable people about these things? Did you like you just call a whole bunch of? say, plumbers and ask to take them for lunch and then kind of interview them to see what their knowledge actually was and how they run their business and if they were a good person or?
1: So when we started, uh, I came from a commercial background, so we would send the drawings out um, to three or four different trades or three or four different material or equipment suppliers. And we would get the prices back. And again, we were young and we just went with the lowest price. That's not always the best uh, thing to do. Sometimes it's better to pay a little bit more and get quality and not have to come back and, uh, and fix it or redo it, because that's very expensive.
0: So I know you have some rentals. What was was your first rental that you bought, did you intentionally buy it for rental property? And what's, what's like the profit that you've seen in that? Are you gonna continue to get rentals?
1: Um, so the first rental that I had, I bought like 20 years ago, and it was going to be a family home. And uh, the family uh, kind of went one way and I went up north. So we started renting it out. And, and then I had uh, some friends from up north that had some money and wanted to invest. And I, at the time, was uh, selling real estate as well. So I had some clients that needed to offload some condos. And we thought it'd be a good idea to buy a couple condos and and get into the condo market. Um, Rentals, I think single family homes, um, townhouses, I think are okay. Um, But condos, you gotta watch when you're renting them. Special assessments kill you, condo fees kill you, condo management and uh, bylaws, um, your renters get you into trouble. And what I found when it comes to rentals is there's a line um, at a certain amount that you charge for rent and above that you're okay. Certain amount and below I find uh, people wreck your stuff.
0: Okay, so how many rentals do you actively have right now? Three. Three. And what one do you, are you making the best ROI off of? And why is that? Is it because of location? Because of it being newer or what?
1: Uh, single-family home and it's near the airport location um, there's not a lot of maintenance to it um, a family um, lives in it with their older children um, rent is always paid two or three days before the first of the month um, and any maintenance that needs to be done in the property they take care of themselves um, and it's at a uh, at a, at a, certain rental level that they, they have good incomes, um, good family values and they treat it like their own house.
0: Okay. So is there any, when you're doing custom builds for people, I know you're pretty picky with who you take on as a client. Is there any type of house, like if, say if someone wanted to build a fourplex, um, that you don't do and why?
1: No. We've built four plexes, which are deemed commercial. Anything more than three units Mm -hmm. is now a commercial build. Um, We build houses um, on acreages with indoor pools, saunas, golf courses. We build inner city homes, three stories with lofts, with elevators. Um, We just picked up another renovation today. Um, A gentleman was crushed by a machine in northern Alberta and he has to have his house remodified for a wheelchair and elevator. Um, I'm not exactly sure where they got our name because we have two current projects right now going on. That You're have elevators. An elevator specialist. I'm an elevator specialist now. <laughs> and I can tell you I am not an elevator specialist <laughs> but the guys that I employ are specialists when it comes to elevators, when it comes to framing, when it comes to cribbing, when it comes to that. ICF foundations, like I have locked out. And Morcor is not just me. There's a team of people that we employ that uh, allows me to show off what they do for a living.
0: So, what are, like, who are your main, how many employees do you have, Corey?
1: I have five employees.
0: And what are all their positions?
1: Uh, I have journeyman, two journeyman carpenters that also do my found, my footings. My cribbing my ICF foundations all of my lumber framing they put the roof on and then they leave Um, we don't fail inspections we they love us in rocky view they love us in the city of Calgary they love us in foothills and now we're going into Wheatland County because we've been recommended to go out there and uh, have a look at a few things Um, I have an office administrator that kind of keeps me in line, takes care of our safety, um, make sure all the housekeeping's done and make sure that the office is run uh, properly and that I'm at meetings on time.
0: So what kind of build would you recommend if someone came to you and said, okay, I have a $1.3 million budget, I wanna build something that um, I can resell and make a profit?
1: I would buy in one of the desired areas in Calgary that you know it's gonna sell. And I would build a three story with a loft or I would find an acreage, two acres, maybe three acres um, and I would build like a 2200 square foot walkout bungalow.
0: Do you think doing a new build and then reselling it is a safe or risky type of investment to do when it comes to um, housing investments?
1: um it's a market so right now the market's good um if the market is stable um you're going to generate a return on your money but still when you hire that home builder they're going to make what they make and right now in the market the home builder's not making as much as the client the uh clients the customers because the market and the land and everything is creeping up i think it's stable right now but um. But like if you think you're gonna buy a piece of land, hire a home builder and sell it and make a profit, I'm thinking like fifty, two hundred thousand dollars might be your profit. You're not gonna make out like a band, like everybody thinks. Yeah. If you can find a custom home builder or a builder and you can make $50,000 in with no capital gains in the year, I don't think that's a bad profit.
0: No, not at all. I'm assuming it also depends, like obviously someone that invests in a (coughs) $700,000 house is gonna make a little bit different of a profit of someone that invests in like a $2 million house too. Uh,
1: Yes, yes. If you have more money, um, and, and a lot of the times when you're building these custom homes, Mr. Banker takes most of the money. Because they are financed and they're financed at somewhere between 6 and 12 percent, and the bank gets theirs first, and then the builder.
0: What would you say? uh, This is hard to put a number on, but uh, over the years of you gaining knowledge and all of this, how's your tasty wine?
1: (laughs) It's tasty. (laughs) 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 It's tasty.
0: What do you think the average percentage you see in a return is for people that do the type of like build a house and resell a year or two after they build it? Well, like obviously this year has been different. This year, housed. excuse
1: me, this year has been a lot different. Um, any investors that I have, um, the line is 10%. If you're making eight, okay, that's great. It's not great. But if you can return 10% of your money for doing nothing, yeah, it's it's a good return. If you think you're going to return 20 to 25 and employ a builder and and sit and pay interest on land and do all of these things, it's impossible. Well, it's not impossible, but it's something's got to give. Yeah. And if you can generate 10% of your money, um, what's it called? Um,
0: well, if you can gain ten percent of your money, take it. That's a great. But it's
1: but there's a certain there's a certain term for it. Um, we don't do anything for it. It's uh, cash flow. No, it's a certain type of return, and it'll come to me. Cash cow. No, no. <laughs> <Not laughs> no, no. um,
0: but it can be, and it's less risky than like the stock market.
1: Um, I think. Yeah, I think. Unless so. Unless
0: you like are keeping your stocks long, long term, like this is more.
1: Quick. Yeah, yeah, no, and again, if you have, first of all, like yourself, you need a good realtor to start with. They got to find the right piece of land. And then you need the right builder or the right whoever to do a design for that piece of land that you know is unique and will sell. And then you got to find somebody that's capable of building that where it doesn't fall down or fall apart. Um,
0: Where do you think the best communities in Calgary are?
1: I would say Crescent Heights and Parkdale. Not because I own there. No. Um, (laughs) Anywhere inner city. Um. I'd like, anywhere in inner city, and like there's certain neighborhoods that I can't explain, like Altador. People want to live there. Yeah. They just (laughs) do. Well,
0: Altador has a lot of cute shops. Okay, <laughs> that's what I mean. If you can buy a yeah. piece of
1: land there, somebody's going to want to buy it because yeah. people want to be in Altador. Yeah. Um, I think people want to be in Parkdale. For sure. People like the views on the ridge in Crescent Heights. Bridgeland is very nice. Like a, like Ram, uh, Ramsey, like the the ridge around where the saddlebone is. Like, there's some people like views and people like uniqueness
0: i always say any community that has a lot of infills or new builds happening um is a good place to invest as well because that means their average detached house the more investments I mean the more infills that happen in a community the more the average detached house is going to go up year by year so if you know a lot of people are like doing infills in a community and you get it like at the start of it then like while those other ones are being done that's going to bring up the whole community 100
1: 100 percent we go into these neighborhoods and my fourplex that we did last year for example we fought we didn't fight but we kept going to community associations we went and had a chat with the uh, uh, the, the, uh the councilman at the time and it took us two years to get our permits to be able to build a fourplex in the community wanted to build it and that uh, the the older people in the community they didn't want it to commit now that it's in their property values have gone up and I'm not saying everybody does this but with what we built the people in the neighborhood are very happy. It cleaned up a corner, um, it didn't add a whole lot. Parking is one of the biggest things and shadowing is the second biggest thing. They don't like it when you build these big buildings and it takes away their sunshine. Um, those are the two biggest complaints that we get. You're going too high, you're taking away my sun, and you're gonna have four more cars parked in front of the house. Um,
0: what do you think the future of calgary's real estate market is do you think it's a good time to build right now
1: i always think it's a good time to build that's how i uh put a roof over my head and food food in front of me so i have to keep building um but yeah like i think right now with what's going on in the world with oil and um with uh ontario and bc slowing down a little bit People are looking at Calgary. Are we're still affordable? Bang for your buck. Um, people are coming here in droves right now. Um, I thought it would have slowed down uh, by now, but I we're still. If I were to order windows today, twelve weeks.
0: Did you know Canada hit a record breaking in ever um, of immigration past quarter?
1: Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. I've been watching that, and yeah. because. As a builder, I'm looking, going, where are these people coming from? Like, who's buying these houses? And then I looked at the immigration, like, oh, okay. Yeah. And a lot of them are coming to Alberta. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you think, even if uh, markets like Vancouver and Toronto start to go down, Calgary is going to steady out or, or become more popularized? while those ones are going down?
1: I've lived in Calgary long enough to know it, it comes in waves, it comes in waves. You just have to ride the wave, you know what's gonna go down, you know what's eventually gonna come back up and the wave kind of goes to Ontario, back to Alberta, to Ontario, back to Alberta. Vancouver, for some reason, everybody wants to live there and it just keeps going up and up and up and up.
0: Yeah. So would you suggest if someone did do a build right now, it took a year or whatever, what do you think the average time to build is? A year or two?
1: <laughs> right now, building permits are taking seven to eight months. That's the delay. Okay. I, we just started a home in Crescent Heights. It took me seven months to get my building permit. I will build a house in five to six months. So I can build it faster than I can permit it. Um, the issue stems from people working at home, cutbacks, layoffs, everybody I talk to that's working at the city is talking about there's nobody working anymore. So when you call 311, the city of Calgary right now, you will wait on hold for 45 minutes. And I know this because I do it three times a week. (laughs) 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 So you know, you just put your phone down and 45 minutes later, somebody will answer your call. They're trying to push everybody (laughs) minutes. To online and not everybody's computer savvy and all these new systems are new even to the people that are working for the municipalities. Yeah. So they're struggling to keep up, we're struggling to keep up and you, and nobody's actually physically working at these places.
0: So what does Morcourt do that differentiates itself and makes it cool. better than other builders or the typical builder?
1: Well, it's not, that we're, it's not that we're bad. Yeah, but what it's, do you guys do it's, it's what we just, if something is a little bit better and it costs more money, we just do it. For example, when you put weeping tile on the ground, you can buy a soft weeping tile that will keep your silts out of your weeping tile forever. So it will never, ever, ever fail in the history of the house. It costs about an extra $200 to put that in. We put it in. When, the, when the, the outside of the building, before it's backfilled, is waterproofed, there's, a, there's an actual spray, that's called Watchdog, that rubberizes as it dries. It's about an extra 30 cents a square foot. So we put it on, so that when the dirt goes back in, we will never ever have a problem with the backfill. ICF foundations, it's an insulated concrete form. It is so far superior, to dimensional concrete. It's like, there's too many things for me to list. That is our spec.
0: So, for your company specifically, I know you are more of a luxury builder, but what, if there's someone watching this, like what is like your starting price if someone has like a budget of only a certain amount that you would work? With?
1: So last year, we were quoting out somewhere between $200 and $220 a square foot for kind of our spec. We don't, we won't take on a build that doesn't have the watchdog, doesn't have the soft beauty doesn't have ICF. It's just better. We warrant it for 10 years and we make sure that we don't have to worry about the warranty. Last year, like our spec was say 220 a square foot. This year, that spec got as high as $300 square foot with the price of lumber, with the price of cabinets, with the price of just material, shortage of labor, everything, we're probably right now, excuse me, somewhere, somewhere between 250 and $300 square foot to build.
0: Okay. So as long as they're willing to pay like that, it doesn't matter too much on like, say like 600,000,
1: 700. No, or- no. It's all a square foot price. Okay. That does not include a finished basement. Okay. Um. Bambalos are more money than two stories.
0: Have you done builds in any province other than Alberta before? I have.
1: We built a house six years ago in a little town called Campsack, Saskatchewan. Shout out Campsack. Campsack. <laughs> <laughs> um, friend of mine, his, his house burnt down, um, actually it was my business partner at the time, it was their family farm, and it burnt down on Christmas Eve, or Christmas Day, and he went around to the local guys and got prices, and, um, and then him and I were having a beer one night, we were chatting, and he ran the numbers by me, and I thought, you know, like I could probably do it. Better, cheaper. And he owns his own plane, so we jumped on it, we flew out to the farm, had a look at it, and we sent our guys out. And that's actually where we started ICF foundations because we couldn't find anybody in the neighborhood to crib. So we, the local concrete guy supplied us with the ICF. My in-house guy did the footings. Um, the foundation, we did the entire house out of plywood. That's kind of where we started our um, spec of all plywood, no, no OSB. And we built them their dream farm home.
0: Can you walk me through the process start to finish with a new, like wh- what you do when you get a new client? So like from buying the lot to then like, like who do you contact to get it all? Like what's, what's the process of building a house? When do cabinets come in that type of thing?
1: Not till the end. Um so, yeah, so the, the realtor finds them a piece, piece of land and then they bring them to me and then we sit them down with the designer. We have three different architects that we use. Um, depending on where they're building, what they're building, what level they're building, we have different architects that we send them their way. They sit down with the architect or designer and come up with a set of plans and then they give it to me. And then I go for permitting, I go for site services. Do we need it. do we need a water well drilled? And then we dig a hole, and we start there. And then foundation, framing, roof, exterior, interior, drywall, sorry, insulation, drywall, mud tape, finishes, stone, cabinets, paint, railing.
0: That's the list. Twenty we'll years that down? <laughs>
1: I probably missed a few things in there.
0: Um the one thing I feel like is really good with investing in new builds opposed to flips is you don't have to worry about um like as much going wrong cuz it's all brand new with a flip you could buy a property and like find so much wrong with it that you didn't even know was going to be an expense.
1: Yes, which yeah. you open up the walls, but I will tell you 5 years from now mark my words there's going to be some issues with some homes in Calgary. Yeah. Cause Lucky I drive, standard. I drive around and watch what other people are doing and we are in a boom right now and some houses are getting put together way too fast, way too fast. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I agree with you. I actually walked through the worst flip I've ever seen in my life. And it was actually the realtor that flipped it. I called them not knowing it was him, but, um, told him I was, he was like, what could I do to make this like better and sell faster? Because it's been on the market for like 90 days, which isn't, it shouldn't be, nothing should be on the market for 90 days right now. But he literally like, so for the doorknobs, um, they were brand new doorknobs, but they had white paint splattered all over them and he used those ones just like super, super quick. Um, yeah, no, quality over quantity for sure, yes. always, always, always. <laughs> always,
1: slow and steady. We have a, um, I call it a mansion that we're building just north of Erie right now. And the clients have, um, voiced their concern with my siding guys that they're not going fast enough, not going fast enough. And then they visited a friend of theirs that just built a brand new home two months ago. The soffit and the fascia is falling away from the house and it's two months old. And then they came and looked at how my siders are applying the siding. It's going on properly. It takes time when you do it right. It, everything is charged by the square foot. Don't rush them.
0: Yeah. What's the shortest period of time it's taken you to your company to build a house, and then what's the longest?
1: The um, Shortest amount of time would probably be, with permitting and everything, one year. That's when we very first started. We were about three, four months for the permit, and then we were six, seven months for the build. The longest one that we've done um, was two years, and that was uh, everybody has their Mona Lisa. Uh, this is our Mona Lisa. except for we call it the Walter, and uh, we did the entire house, and then the, the homeowner took care of the exterior and all of the finishes and the driveway and it took him another year after we left to get the house to perfection. So 2 years.
0: How many houses have you built in the past 360
1: days? Um like I would say 6. Kind and of sort of cuz I always have 6 to 9 to 12 on the go.
0: Yeah. And how When did you start? So your first year, you did. Was it two? First year we did two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Second
1: year we did four. Okay. Third year we did. I want to say six or seven, but we made less money than we did the first second year when we did four because we were financing everything. Mm -hmm. So we looked like we were busy and looked like we were big dogs, but we didn't make any more money.
0: Do you want to stay like? with the amount of people that you have with your company right now and and continue to do the round around the same amount of properties you're doing right now or um do you want to grow your company and and do more properties or you know we're growing every day
1: so we we have our niche for specs with our guys and right now i've got actually a crew coming out of uh, whistler bc that just finished up, I don't know, and they're they're two custom guys, and they want to come work with me because they've seen what we do on Instagram, they've seen what we do on the internet. It's actually a friend of the family from because I'm from Ontario. It's a friend of uh, of my actually my uh, one of my youngest cousins, and he found me. and He's like, you know, here's what I do. My wife is going to South Campus to be a doctor for two years. I'd like to come work for you. No problem. I've got all kinds of work for you if you know what you're doing.
0: Okay, so I think we're at around thirty-five minutes. Okay. Is there any advice you'd give to someone that's on the fence right now about doing a new build or getting a resale? Like, what would you say to someone like that? And then plug your socials. Let the people know where they can find you. They well, it's, reach it's, out.
1: it's Instagram at uh, More court Homes. M O R C O R. M O R C O R. Um morecorecustom.ca or morecorehomes.ca is our website. It's a little iffy right now, so <laughs> I, I direct everybody towards Instagram, but we're working on that. Um, also working
0: on a merch line, right?
1: We are. We're <laughs> branding every day. We don't <laughs> go anywhere unless it says morecorecustom.ca. Um, I'm surprised you don't have your shirt on, actually. I should have. Yeah, I didn't think to do that. Um, no, like the, the, the biggest thing about getting started in building um, is money. Um, you, you want to make sure that you have money secure. You have money because if you're borrowing money, the the guy that's lending you the money is going to make all the money.
0: So it's, um, even if you're a first time home buyer, I think from building new, it ends up being you, you have to do a minimum of 10% opposed to five. Is that correct?
1: Um, it depends on the builder. It depends on how much money you're putting down. Like some guys have uh, cash back incentives so that you can Get up to that ten percent or whatever you need to do, um, but I would never deter anybody from from like building their dream home. Um, and if you can find a builder um, like like ourselves, um, that when at the end of the build you have equity in the project. So if you were to pay me five hundred thousand dollars to build your house, and it gets appraised at five fifty, or it gets appraised for six hundred thousand dollars. You have put a hundred thousand dollars in the bank just by building a house, so that's kind of where that, that was kind of our model when we first started. Build with us; we've got equity built in. Um, and knock on wood, I think anything that we've built uh, up to this date, when we get done, even if it's twenty-five thousand, fifty thousand, it's not less than what we've charged you. So it's like putting money in your pocket.
0: Awesome. Okay, well, thank you for coming on the podcast. You're
1: welcome. Thank you for having me. Of
0: course, I'll link all your socials down below. Okay. And if anybody is looking to build in Calgary, this is the guy you're going to want to have a conversation with. I've seen the way he works. He is always quality over quantity, does not cheap out, doesn't it? Like, gives you the best experience ever. Okay, so that wraps up our podcast podcast. For today, I hope everybody learned something or two. Um, honestly, like if I I personally was to debate between doing a flip or a new build, new builds do take a longer period of time to do, but it is less risky. Um, in the sense, like you you really don't have to worry about coming across. expenses that are super unexpected like roofs or furnace or hot water tanks that kind of thing having to be replaced um i hope everybody has a great week